Welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast with Jeff Futers, where Jeff and his guests talk everything Israel as it relates to Christian faith and the church. If you are a Christian and you stand with Israel, you will be encouraged and challenged by this podcast. And if you're not so sure about the whole Israel thing, you need to learn how your faith connects with Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's Jeff with today's guest. Hey, thank you for joining me on the Keeping It Israel podcast today, where we talk everything Israel as it relates to Christian faith in the church. My name is Jeff, and I'm the executive director of First Century Foundations. We're a ministry that prays for and helps to financially support many ministries on the ground in the land of Israel. And uh, my guest today is Don Finto. Don is a former pastor, now executive director of the Caleb Company. This is a ministry that trains and educates people with regard to our connection as Christians to Israel and to the Jewish people. And uh, Don and I had a great conversation in Jerusalem, Israel on back. And so I thought I would share that with you today. And so let's go and enjoy my conversation with Don Finto, complete with the background sounds of Independence Park in Jerusalem. Well, we have a very special privilege on the show today. I, um, you know, I had a chance happening about a week and a half ago, although I, I don't really believe it was chance. But my wife and I were sitting in the cafe at Christ Church, and uh, that morning I had just purchased a book online for my Kindle because someone had recommended it to me. They said, you, you have to read the book by Don Finto, Your People Shall Be My People. And um, as we're sitting in the cafe, I noticed a very handsome gentleman walk in, <laughs> and uh, I thought, that guy looks familiar. I think that might be Don Finto. And so I went over and I said, hello, and the rest is history. Thank you, yeah, Don, for no, being with us today. No, good. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a chance happening. Very good. Not at all. We believe And then we was... found out that our whole ministry and heart is so similar. So, yes, yes. Excellent. And uh, now, I'm very new to this. I've been doing this for about a year, not even. And uh, you've been doing it a little longer. How long have you been involved with Ministry to Israel? I started getting involved back during the Jesus Movement. Right. I was pastoring a church in Nashville, Tennessee, and hippies, many of the hippies were Jewish people that had dropped out, Yeah. and then some of them became Jesus freaks. And many of the leaders in today's Messianic movement, the older leaders in the Messianic movement, many of them came to the Lord during that whole era. And some of them were members of my flock. Okay. And some of them started challenging me uh, I remember one lady, for example, said, uh, uh, hold on a minute, are we grafted into you or are you grafted into us? <laughs> Why do we have to act like you? Why can't we just be Jews who believe in Jesus? Why do we have yeah. to, why do we have to embrace Christianity? Now, you guys, yes, but, and so I, anyway, I, so I, and, and I started getting acquainted with some of the leaders and some of the people that are in the land today were the first Messianic congregation that I started connecting with in Maryland. Okay. And then I used them as a barometer when somebody would want to come to Belmont. Who are they? Is this somebody I need to have? Things right, like that. Right. And uh, and then back and fast forward a little bit in '97, I became a part of two different boards that had Jews and uh, and Christians, Jews and, and Believers from the nations yes. on the boards, yeah. and we would come. So I came a couple of times a year okay. to Jerusalem since '97. Since '97, and 
one of my roles is really to get so acquainted in the land that I I want to know everything that's really fruit producing in the land so yeah. that I can both encourage it and connect them to people outside the land who will who will participate with them. That's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. Now, I mentioned your book earlier, and uh, I'll just hold it up here. Your People Shall Be My People by Don Finto. And um, you can get that. I think you can get it on Amazon. I know that's where yeah. I got it. Yeah. And it is, I just finished reading this book this morning. And, you know, I mentioned to you a little bit earlier when we were just visiting here that uh, I really feel like this this takes and puts a lot of the flesh on yeah. the skeleton of, of how I've been feeling, yeah. uh, you know, in my last 10 or 11 years of, of coming back and forth to the land. And then, of course, I just recently resigned my church yeah. and uh, am involved full time now in, uh, you know, traveling around Canada, mm -hmm. talking to churches about uh, the work that we're involved with here, right. the, the ministries that we pray for. And that's our number one focus is, is prayer. We yeah. we want to come alongside the believers in the land and, and pray yeah. that, uh, you know, God will use them to bring in a great harvest of souls, but also, you know, that uh, that they will they will sort of take their place in this this great thing that God is doing in, in these last days. And um, so we're involved. We're involved with a number of ministries. We, we of course, when people pray, they want to give. And so, right. you know, we've got we've got lots of ways to help ministries here. I was noticing uh, as I read your book, we yeah. know some of the same people. I'm just yeah. getting to know, yeah. you know, some of the people that you've known for many years. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, ministries here in the land and what you know of what they're doing and, and how we can better be involved. Yeah, well, well, let me tell you, let me tell you first why I even wrote this. Please. Because uh, uh, we had, I mean, during the Jesus movement, we had a real influx in our congregation and and we had publishers, and they were encouraging me to write. And I thought, why should I write anything? I, I, anything I would write, somebody else has already written it, at least as good or better than I would. But yeah. then I got this. I got two messages that really made me write this book. Okay. One was, and, I, and it's interesting. I got it out of Isaiah six. There are other places, Ezekiel thirty-six, Hosea three. There are other places you can get it. But I got it out of Isaiah 6 that I genuinely believe that Isaiah 6 declares that our day is the day for Jewish people to come to faith in their own Messiah. This day right this here. This day right now. Yeah. Isaiah says, and, and, and I saw it and I thought, and in fact the first person who probably hinted that to me was a Jewish believer. Okay. And I started reading Isaiah and okay, so Isaiah, if you'll remember, Isaiah hears a voice saying, whom, whom shall I send? Who will yes. go for us? And Isaiah says, send me. And God says, go tell, I'm paraphrasing, but God says, go tell the nation of Israel that her eyes are going to be closed and her heart hardened. And Isaiah screams, how long? Yeah. And God says, until the land is totally devastated, the houses are ruined and the, and the, and the houses are deserted and the fields ruined. Right. Well, that happened for 18 centuries. Jesus and Paul both quote Isaiah 6 as a reason why the nation as a whole in his time did not receive him. So right. for 18 centuries, the land was devastated. Wow. But yeah. it's not anymore. No. So the untils are over. Yeah. That's why it's time. For, that's why we have... I mean, I, I read someone the other day, I was shocked, that, that believes there are a million Jewish believers 
in today. I, that's high for me, but here I, in the land? In, no, not oh no, 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 no in the world. In the world. No, in the land, fifteen or twenty thousand, maybe. Right. But, but I believe there are probably half a million because wow. two hundred thousand or so came to faith in the U.S. and then when the communism fell. So anyway, I passionately believe that today is the day when I, when the eyes of Jewish people are opening to their Messiah. We we have a recent uh, girl that we met that was reared in the ultra-Orthodox section of Jerusalem right here, who through a whole series of things, I, I won't even tell the whole story, it's too long, but, but nonetheless she, they couldn't get her in control. Hmm. And they kept trying to control her and so forth. Anyway, the long and short of it is, she was ready to die, and she was in America, New York. They'd sent her over there to get her shaped up for her husband. And she saw a church building and remembered her dad had told her if she ever entered a church, she would die. And she was wanting to die. So wow. she went into the church building and had a revelation of Yeshua. Wow. And she's, so her eyes are open. She's, yeah. right now, she's in Iraq wanting to speak to ISIS people. Anyway, my goodness. Jeff, the whole thing is, today is the day. We need to be praying, intercessors need to be praying that Jewish people will come to faith. We love them whether they ever will come to faith or not. Yeah, that's right. But they will. The second thing was, I believe that the revival that's going on in the world connects to the Jewish people coming back to the land. And, and you've read the book. Yeah. And you read, I mean, one of my favorite places in the book is the response that David McQueen, the pastor out in Abilene, Texas, had when he was reading the manuscript. You remember that? I think so. You and he, remind me. Well, he, I gave him the manuscript when it was just being brought out because he wanted to travel with me. He was a young pastor and he wanted to travel with me. Right. Just to connect. I'd known him since he was in college. So I gave him the manuscript. He starts reading it thinking I want him to critique it, but it's already the publisher. Right, right. But he gets to one passage and he gets up off gets him out of the plane, gets his Bible. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I think you've misquoted the scripture. And I yeah, said, well, you yeah. better find out. <laughs> he turned ashen when he read Romans 11, 12. So anyway, Romans 11, 12 has opened so many people's eyes mm -hmm. to the relationship of Jewish people coming back to the land and the Lord and world revival. Yeah. Romans 11, 12 says, if their transgression means riches for the world, and their loss means riches for the Gentiles. Listen to this. How much greater riches will their fullness bring? Amen. Amen. Riches for the whole world. And then you go down three verses later in verse 15. If their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Amen. So I totally believe Prophetically, why yes. we're having revival in China and Indonesia and places in Africa and even in Iran and all these places is because it's time for that prophetic revival to come. So Praise those God. are the two reasons why I wrote the book. Why you wrote the book. Now, there's, there's some connections between uh, what's been happening in the land of Israel in the last hundred mm -hmm. years or so and, and different revivals over time. Talk a little bit about that, because I read about a connection with Azusa Street, of course, the obvious connection with the, with the Jesus movement as well. It's, it's, really, it, it's really interesting 
it's it's what happens to the Jewish people in Israel connects to what's happening in the world right. somehow. Yeah. There are lots of ways, but the the, the the quickest way to say is the first Zionist conference was in 1897. Right after that was the Welch revival and the Azusa Street revival. Yeah. Uh, 1948, Israel became a nation. Yes. Which was also the birthing of the healing revival and the beginning of the whole Billy Graham revival. Yeah. 1967, Israel re retook Jerusalem. There was the reunification of Jerusalem. I have a Time magazine of June 1971 where they, the whole magazine, or much of the magazine, is devoted to the Jesus Revolution. Right. And three times in that article, the beginning of the Charismatic Movement and the beginning of the Jesus Movement is dated to 1967. 1967. So it's almost, I personally believe that there is a switch that flipped in heaven in 1967 where God said, okay, it's time to open their eyes and bring them back. Yeah. So yeah. Why, why wouldn't we be excited about this? Yeah, I'm excited. I, I pray awesome. more and more people will get excited yes, and do the and, very thing that you're doing. And, and so do I. Because yeah. I believe this whole church needs to get this. We, God still has a plan. We require all of our students to memorize Romans 11. Yeah. Because twice has God rejected his people? By, by no means. Yeah. Did they stumble so as to fall beyond recover? Not at all. But rather, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel jealous. But we've killed them. We've hated them. We've fastened them in synagogues and burned them. Yeah. We haven't made them jealous. No. Anyway. It's a poor, poor history. Well, what do you think? Uh, is this a coincidence that God began to move when, you know, he, be, he established the nation of Israel and began to bring his people back? Um, I don't think so. But you can decide for yourself. And that message that, that Don is sharing right now, you know, that is what needs to be heard by the church in Canada and all around the world. We need to come alongside of our Jewish brothers. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we need to understand that when God moves here, there's going to be a great release of his Holy Spirit all around the world yeah. like we've never seen before. I just have appreciated so much. Uh, just kind of a kinsman spirit here. Amen. I, yeah. I really appreciate the work that you're doing here. And uh, I told you a little bit about, uh, you know, when I first was asked to step in and, and give leadership with First Century Foundations, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, my wife and I prayed really hard because this was a, a huge shift after 30 years of pastoring. Uh, we, had a, we had a pull, a call to be involved with ministry to do with Israel. We just didn't know what that would look like at the mm -hmm, time. Mm -hmm. And I remember praying and saying, God, you know what? I don't want to do this just because it's an opportunity that's in front of me. Yeah. I want you to give me something specific. And I felt very strongly uh, in that moment that God spoke to me about, about reaching a, a younger generation Amen. to help them understand why it's so important that we include Israel uh, in in our faith journey, mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. in Christianity it's important that we understand the significance uh, of the land of Israel, the people of Israel, and what that means for you know this generation that we're living in. And uh, I find, and it's anecdotal, but I find that that I've talked to young people who, uh, even Christian young people, mm -hmm. who um, if they're not if they're not 
anti-Israel. At the very least, they're ambivalent. Yeah. You know, they, they just have no... And, and that was my story, actually. I, the first time I came to Israel, I didn't really understand why I needed to come. And, mm -hmm. and that was after 20 years of ministry. So, you know, God's been doing this in my heart. And I really believe that that he wants to to reach this younger generation. And, and when I prayed, you know, I really felt like God said, you know what, start with start with ministry candidates, start mm -hmm. with people mm -hmm. who are studying mm -hmm. to be pastors in our fellowships. And so that's what we're endeavoring to do. And um, I know that you work with a lot of young people. We do. I want you just to share a little bit about uh, about that yeah. and about why this is so important. Well, interesting the way you talk about it, because uh, there's an interesting little passage over in Numbers 8, where God tells the Levites, God tells Moses to tell Aaron, to put the Levites into the tent of meeting from their 25th to their 50th year. And when they're 50, they're not to do the work, but to assist the people doing it. Well, I was still pa I was pastor for about 25 years at Belmont. And in the last years, I realized that it's no longer what I do that was the most important thing, but it was raising up the next generation. Right, right. And so... I, I gave up the pastorate for that very reason, and we started Caleb Company. And we started Caleb Company because I wanted to challenge old people to still take their mountains when they're 85 and beyond. Yes. Uh, Caleb's descendants inherited the land. I wanted to raise up young people to inherit the land. And he was wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord all of his life, which means Amen. he didn't flip out and do something stupid when he was 80 or 70 <laughs> or whatever. So, we, so ever since then, we've... We, we got this prophetic word that we were supposed to produce weapons of mass instruction. And, okay. and uh, all the people. So that's what we've done. So we yeah. bring, yeah. we have training schools. We bring people to the land actually four times a year, two different students, two times a year, other people. And in order to get it, because people don't realize in our day because they go to that Galatians passage that says there's neither male nor there's neither Jew nor Greek, and they say there, there's no difference in us. Hmm. But that same passage says there's not male nor female. Right. And how do we reconcile and that? The, the thing through the centuries, when Jewish people have come to faith, there's not been very many of them. But when they've come to faith, both the church and the synagogue said you're not Jewish anymore. Yeah. And there was a rabbi in this city just the other day that told one of my friends, if all the Jews, if you convert all the Jews to Christianity, Hitler will have gotten his way. There won't be any Jews anymore. Oh my goodness. He said and you know that. what? He said that. Oh. And you know what? He's right. Wow. If you mesh Jews into Christianity and there are no more Jews left, you don't have that Jesus own blood family. Right. That's a witness to the world. Hmm. So one of the things that we now are understanding, I'm understanding, and yeah. I think you're understanding is, yeah. we encourage Jewish people to remain Jewish. Yes. I was about to baptize a young Jewish man several years ago now, and we were headed toward the Baptist, and he said, well, I'm giving up my Jewishness today. I said, hold it. No, you're not. Right. You're accepting your own Messiah. Amen. Walked into a little cafe one time in Nashville. Jewish lady was sitting over there. She came over. She she said, "Come here." I went over and she put her hands on her hips and said, "Are you trying to convert all the Jews?" I said, "Oh no, we're the ones who converted. If you hadn't kept faith in the one true God alive, 
we'd still all be worshiping sticks and stones. We were the pagans. Yeah. We worship your God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We worship your Messiah. Yes. So it's, yes. A, it's a whole different thing, but Jewish people need to be a witness to the family of Jesus. The, the destiny of the Jewish people was to be a light to the world. Yeah. Amen. And when, when they come to faith and they become that light to the world, and the Gentiles, those from the nations, understand the heritage that we have that comes through the Jewish people, and we start making them jealous. That's what Paul says in Romans 11. Yeah. And then in, the, in Romans 11, 30 to 32, he says, Just as you, Gentiles, who were at one time disobedient, have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience, so they too have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. Mm-hmm. In other words, you're supposed to be showing them mercy. Right. But for 18 centuries, we didn't. No, no. But now, in our generation, there is more of, there is a rising group of believers among the nations who are showing mercy and who are loving the Jewish people and letting them know that we worship their God and that the whole Bible really is a Jewish book. Yeah. Their family journal has become our sacred scriptures and, and they're becoming jealous. They really are. Yeah. And coming to faith. And then they come to faith and they bless us because they're a light to the nation. So it's this cycle of revival that's happening in our day. And so it's critical that, that we in the church understand that. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think that, that anyone going into pastoral ministry needs to be, uh, you know, exposed to this teaching, this yeah. idea that we're yeah. talking about together here today. Yeah. And so we're really praying. We're really praying that we can get schools to work together to, uh, to, you know, have a course and maybe the third year of, of their curriculum that uh, students can opt into that will not only teach them about what we're talking about today, but will also uh, culminate in an experience here in the land. Yeah. We'll bring them, we'll show them some of the stones, but we'll also take them to visit some of the ministries. And I think that's going to be a, a tremendous thing. And we're praying that that'll become reality. Yeah. Uh, you know, the big miracle will be to get a number of schools to work together to see Amen. that happen. Amen. But uh, I know that, that we can do it. Now, just quickly, you know, you, you alluded a little bit to this, but I one of the things I get asked all the time, you know, is I've just taken over this this ministry in the last, <clears throat> say, year or so. But uh, people are like, so what, are, are you Jewish now? Uh, do, do we have to become Jewish in order to support the Jews? And, you know, you know honestly, if I could be almost crass, a, a non-Jew beginning to act like a Jew and wanting to be a Jew doesn't help Jewish people to understand at all. No, that's right. If, if you're a Gentile, that's who you are. You're supposed to be a non-Jew. Right. You're not supposed to act like a Jew. You're not supposed to, you don't have to become a Jew. You're not going to have Jews and Gentiles together if Gentiles don't stay Gentiles and Jews Jews. I mean, the whole the whole new covenant is about that. Amen. And so yeah. it's 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 exactly like husband and wife loving each other. Husbands don't become wives. Wives don't become husbands. When you get married, you're one, but you're still two in one. Yeah. And that's okay. the way it is with Jew and Gentile. That's a great and, illustration. And Jeff, honestly, I believe that the last great deceit in the church is going to be how we stand with Israel and the Jewish people. 
Because if you, as many believers today, many Christians today, do not believe that present-day Israel has anything to do with prophecy. No, that's true. And yet Isaiah 43, verses 5 and 6, specifically says, a time is coming when I bring them back from the north, south, east, and west. Never before in history have they been brought back from all four directions until today. Until now. That's right. Amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Now, there's still value in understanding the Jewish ways. Absolutely. Perhaps even being involved in some of the Jewish feasts. Uh, well, they're there's, biblical feasts. Exactly. They're not even Jewish feasts. See, right. that's another ah, whole thing. You got me. Yeah. They're okay. not even Jewish feasts. They're the feasts of the of Lord. Of the Lord. That's and right. And God, I mean, it's we could talk for a long time on that one. He died at Passover. Yes. He was raised on the feast of first fruits three days later. He poured out his spirit on the same day, very likely that the Ten Commandments were given, but there's a long interval in between. Right. And then there's the Feast of Trumpets, hello, and then announcing. And then ten days later is Yom Kippur, Day of Judgment, and five days later is living together. We miss so much by not embracing the biblical feasts. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, thank you so much again. This, is, oh, this has really been amazing, and uh, I feel like... I feel like I have a new friend. I really feel that way. Amen. So and, do I, uh, Jeff. And uh, yeah. it's good to be brothers. But uh, I hope that you've enjoyed our talk with Don Finto today. Uh, don't forget, he's written not just the book we talked about last week, Your People Shall Be My People, but also another book. Don, tell us about the other book as well. Five years later, I wrote one that really, I think, is better teaching. This one, this Your People, has my heart so in it. I think it really grabs people. But the other one is called God's Promise and the Future of Israel. Okay. How the, I think it's how the church and the Jewish people come together in the last days, something yes. like that. Yeah. So God's Promise and the Future of Israel. And uh, we'll find a graphic to put up on the screen. But uh, make sure that, you know, you check out Don's books. And thank you so much for your... Uh, for, for following us here on First Century Foundations, but also for your partnership with us. We want to ask you to continue to pray for the ministries in the land. Amen. I have just been here for about a month or so uh, at the time of our shooting, and uh, we've visited so many different ministries that are doing incredible work here. They're reaching out and touching the lives of, of uh, people that are both Jews and and uh, non-Jews are touching the lives of people Amen. that are believers and unbelievers, supporting Holocaust survivors and the poor. It's amazing work that's happening here. And uh, you'll hear some about that on our show later on. But thank you so much for being with us. And Don, thank you. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you and, too. And um, we'll talk again real soon. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Don Finto. Don uh, has an amazing ministry. If you'd like to know more about what it is that they do, you can check out his ministry at calebcompany.org, calebcompany.org, and there's lots of information there. Great to have you with us. Remember, we are a ministry that helps to support many ministries in the land of Israel. If you'd like to help with that, all of the proceeds that uh, are donated to First Century Foundations go towards our ministry and helping ministries in the land of Israel. You can do that at firstcenturyfoundations.com forward slash donate. Again, firstcenturyfoundations with an S dot com forward slash donate. Thanks for being with us. And remember, as Christians, we stand with Israel.